Let's move on to our SMME feature. And we're in conversation today with the owner of uh, Busani Men. That's Nkululego Mahlangu. Uh, he, of course, uh, runs a business that focuses on tailored clothing. Nkululego, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Hey, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more about your business, tailored clothing. What got you into it? Um, it was actually a lack of, you know, I was quite young at the time, started a new job in a um, corporate company and I just couldn't afford proper tailored clothing. Mm. So it started from a need and um, I guess I was the best person to do it at the time and turn it into a business. And, and and you're right, because it is quite hard um, to actually find professional clothes that, uh, you know, are reasonable. And that can be hard on the pocket coming in as, as a young professional because everybody around you looks so prim and proper and you're thinking, I need to fit in. Correct. 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 And it's very overlooked. Right? Um, you start a new job, you're fresh from varsity, um, your first salary has to go to has to go home because you need to, you know, bless the family first. So you, it wasn't a very tricky position. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a need and a demand. And I guess that's how the business grew um, because the market was there. Let's talk then about how you went about doing it because it's one thing, you know, trying to search around, find reasonable fa- reasonable suits. It's another yeah. to think, well, actually, um, I'm going to find my own material, find people who can yeah. put together these suits for me. Of course. Um, sure. So I guess when we started, when I started, it was mainly a thing of... Um, finding the right fabric mm. um, at the right price, finding the right team, so people who can actually help me get this thing started. And so and what we did at the time was, you know, we sold we sold suits, clothing from the back of my car. You know, we did fittings in people's houses and in public restrooms and bathrooms. And it is quite hard starting, but once you get the hang of it, once you... You really build your resources in that sense and mainly building your relationships. Um, I've always said businesses about the people that you work with. You know, so I've managed to learn and grow from my entire team. Um, and it's been growing from there. You make it sound quite easy in Kulego in terms of, you know, just the process that, that you, you went about. Yeah. But break it down a little bit further for me because we know how um, difficult the textile industry can be to enter yeah. into. It's very hard to find people who are skilled and who will be able to deliver products of a particular quality. Uh, and mm-hmm. so as somebody who was not necessarily uh, in that industry or even had a track record in that industry, how did you go about doing that? Relationships. Mm. Relationships. I think when you're really passionate about something, um, firstly, you will go ahead and do research. So research is extremely important. Um, asking around, right? So whatever business you want to start and whatever resource you need, you're going to pick up the phone and call as many people as you know and say, look, do you know somebody who does X? Do you know somebody who does Y? Mm. Um, and the moment you then find the right person who can even just take you, even if it's just one step forward, it's then building a relationship with that person because 
that person comes with their own wealth of relationship, uh, relationships rather, and their own wealth of um, education about that specific field. So you then need to build that relationship with that person and say, hey, teach me. So you also need to be willing to learn. Um, and two is to say, please open up your network to me because that person will then open up doors to other people, um, to other fabric suppliers, to other clothing suppliers, mm. of which you then need to just grow and hop from. Um, so that's really, yes, it sounds easy, but I think, again, like I said, when you're really passionate about that specific field or what you're doing, um, it's going to come natural. So given the fact that you were not um, necessarily... Again, when you started, you were looking at making clothes for yourself. The consideration of needing startup capital um, to put into your business, how did that process look like for you? Good question. I think it's a very good question, Kathy, because I believe it's it's, it's, it's one aspect where a lot of entrepreneurs, the moment they get to that point of, okay, now I need capital, they then get disheartened, mm. they stop, and then they they just forget about everything, and then it becomes a stumbling block. I've always said um, the money will find you um, in the future. Right? The capital will find you later. It's really not about the capital to get started, um, but it's about understanding what you want to do, understanding your product, being able to present to whoever you need to present to, if not being able to have a strategy in place to build capital. So when I started, I had zero rand in my account. Um, and what we did was, I think we had a model whereby we didn't hold stock, right? So we, wouldn't, we didn't hold any stock on hand. So we managed to build a lot of capital in that sense. Um, but also just in terms of startup capital, I think another strategy that we used was really avoiding your commercial banks, avoiding loans, avoiding getting into too much debt. Mm. Because you sort of kind of have to prove the concept first. You need to prove the market first. So that's where family members come into play. Um, If you have a thousand friends and they all give you 10 rand, that's 10,000 rand. So really, again, it goes back to relationships. Who do you know? Who can help you? Who believes in you? And how well you actually know your market and how well you trust your concept. We're in conversation with Ngulego Matlangu. He is the owner of Busani Men. And of course, we're talking to him as part of our SMME feature, finding out exactly how he managed to build his business from the ground up. We'll continue after this. We continue the conversation on the talking point today and for our SMME feature, we're talking to Ngulego Matlangu. He is the owner of Busani Men. So Ngulego, at the time that you started your business, you of course were a professional working in another field. What does the status look like today? Is it still somewhat of a side hustle or has it grown to the point where it's, it's now the main hustle? Um, yeah, I made one decision. Um, when I tasted business, I tasted entrepreneurship and just the thrill that it gives me, I said, look, I'm not looking back. 
the, the, the thrill of potentially not getting paid at the end of the month. Yes, I can see how that would get you excited. <laughs> well, look, I think, I think entrepreneurs are, it's people who like to take risks. Mm. Um, I love the feeling of the unknown, the feeling of not being limited. So the fact that, true, end of the month I could be on zero, but then after two months, I could be 10 times, um, you know, 10 times what I could have had if I was in a corporate company. So the thought of that, that really gets me going. At which point did you make that decision? Because, you know, I know so many stories of young people today who are frustrated in their corporate jobs and not feeling like, mm. you know, they, they're getting the, the satisfaction that they need, but also just feeling disconnected from what they believe their purpose on this earth to be. And mm. making that call to be an entrepreneur, um, often, I suppose, there are lots of people that will try and convince you not to do it because it, it seems to be so unstable. Mm-hmm. Amazing question. Um, <clears throat> for me, it was, and I think, and I think the, it's very different for different entrepreneurs, mm. um, depending on what they value. So I value, again, relationships. Um, I value making a change in someone's life. So being in a semi-retail space, you know, whenever we complete a suit, remember, we, we make suits for special events, so mature dancers, graduations, weddings, and day-to-day formal wear. And to have someone who comes and says, look, because of the suit that you gave me, I'm now in a better position at work. Because of the suit that you made for me on my wedding day, I've never been so happy. Mm. I've never gotten so many responses. Um, I remember there was a client once who said, look, I was never told that I'm handsome. I was never told that I look good. But when I wore your suit, my confidence, what you did for my confidence was amazing. Wow. So for, so for me, it was really entrepreneurship is not about money or, you know, or, or how many millions you make, but it's about, I really feel like it's about the change and the difference you make in your community. So for me, I felt like I could be more effective in, you know, the entrepreneurship space than I would be in a corporate space because then I'm just a number. Mm. Um so that's right. yeah. You're also competing in an industry where you have, uh, you know, really big brands. And we know South Africans mm. love their big brands, right? And uh, when you are there, you're selling your um, tailored suit. Somebody looks at it and they look at the price and they think, okay, maybe I would rather go buy X instead of buying this locally made product. How do you distinguish mm. yourself in that market? It's, it's a rate. I think, firstly, you're not going to sell to everyone, right? You're really not going to sell to everyone. So, Bifani men, I'm just being very honest, Bifani men, it's not for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. everybody's cup of tea. But we have our own markets. And our own market is, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the humble gentleman who says, I'm really just trying to make an honest living, right? So, it's a humble brand. Um, it's, 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 it's people who are, again, suits is a luxury product. The moment you think of a suit, you're thinking, you know, 10,000 rand, 15,000 rand. But we're saying 
we want to make a luxury product accessible to everyone, mm. right? And so it's that person who wants to look like royalty. Uh, Busani means, it's, 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 it's in Devalia for Ubusa, right? So it means royalty. So it's ideally, you know, for people who really just want to grow, get to the next step um, at an affordable price. So that's really how we distinguish ourselves. And in terms of the market, yeah, look, there's Marcus Woolworths, a lot of premium brands out there, but we're not gonna we're not gonna service everyone, and, and mm. that is what it is, mm. and we're okay with that. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk then about the last couple of years. What impact has COVID nineteen had on your business? Because you were mentioning earlier that you primarily service people who would be looking for suits for events and, uh, you know, work. People have been working from home. People have not had as many events. What has business, business been like? I think when COVID-19 started, it was tremendously difficult. Mm. Uh, it was horrible, very horrible. But an amazing thing was... Um, because we had been working so good and diligently, diligently throughout the years, we then joined the Hollard Big Ads for Small Business campaign. And that's ideally a platform that gives small businesses an opportunity um, for above-the-line marketing, so your billboards, television ads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was truly that campaign that really created that awareness um, across the country did a lot of things fast, you know, just to, I think, brand alignment, you know, just to show people that, look, uh, we are an existing brand, a proper brand that has a very good track record. Mm. And because of that, you know, we then had, we were then able to, to service a bit more and, and sell a bit more suits. But then secondly, what that did was it really got us into a space where we said, Perhaps there's new avenues that we then need to go into. You know, we have all of this machinery, but how about we use our resources and then maybe go into a textile manufacturing space? Um, it then led to the birth of um, our other company now, which is Busani Textiles. When you think about the future of your um, company and the future of your brand, where would you like to see it go? Busani men and Busani textiles, for me, the most important thing is creating employment, uh, creating employment, especially in the textile space. You know, um, it's, it's the textile space, sorry, the textile space is a, it's an area where a lot of youth don't find attractive mm. um, because you really can't go to your varsity and get a, and get a, proper textiles, sewing, or manufacturing type of degree, right? Um, but it's really, it's, 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 it's really an industry whereby it has a lot of opportunities, especially for employment. So we see ourselves going into the manufacturing space mainly for textiles. We see ourselves providing tailored suiting and formal wear for different industries. Um, but really, it's just about creating employment and being able to service the whole country, you know, sustainably. 
Well, we certainly wish you all of the best. Nkuleko Mahlangu is the owner of Busani Men, and that's, you know, part of how he's made it in his business and uh, lots of success that they've experienced so far. Well, let me go to Ed Musa. It's just after 10.30.